Welcome to Screw the Hierarchy, episode 118. This is your host, Deb Falzoy, and this week I'm talking about how to listen to targets of workplace abuse, bullying, mobbing, or any kind of trauma, um, or anything in general, actually, to connect with them so that they can begin to heal from this trauma. Are you ready to hear what I have to say? More after this. If you're a target of workplace abuse and want to break free of the grips of abusive power, you've found your place. I'm your host, Deb Falzoy, and the podcast begins now. Before I get started today, I want to talk about Patreon. I have a new Patreon account at patreon.com slash screw the hierarchy, and I have a really quick survey on there about what kind of rewards you'd like. Everything from early access to episodes, to exclusive episodes, behind the scenes content. So helping others feel seen and heard is important for connection in general. When it comes to trauma, which workplace bullying and mobbing typically are, um, it's absolutely crucial that we help people who've gone through it feel seen and heard. And whether we're a friend or a family member or a coworker um, or, you know, a bystander, we can actually help people feel seen and heard in the emotion that they're going through. Um, whether, you know, especially if we've been through it ourselves and we understand the emotions that go along with it, Um, But even if we don't, we can understand what it feels like to feel betrayed and, um, you know, not just by the bully who, especially if they're a supervisor, we expect will support us or we hope that we hope will support us. Um, But also the employer who betrays us when we report to HR and they do nothing to help us. They ignore it or they retaliate, which is the typical response or lack of response. Um, And then the government, society in general, and the absence of adequate protections around this. um, There is a huge overlap. If you've listened to any of my other episodes, um, there is a huge overlap with discrimination and the way that we stereotype people. And with the inadequacies of discrimination law, not actually disrupting social hierarchies, re-traumatizing people, um, leaving them off worse than even if they win a lawsuit they're typically left worse off than the, than if they had not decided to sue and that's emotionally financially um across the board people typically feel like they've been through some kind of you know meat grinder to when when they go through these the, the legal system. So there is this entire system that is not protecting us. And therefore, uh, there is a recovery process. There is a healing process when we go through this. And the first step is to help people feel seen and heard and listened to. I want to start off um, by reading a short children's book called The Rabbit Listened. It's by Corey Dorfeld. Um, And I'm just going to read through this. And then I'm going to talk a bit about, um, I offer, along with some other advocates, uh, weekly free peer support groups every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. You can access uh, a sign-up 
on um, dignitytogether.org slash targets. And I want to talk about um, the structure or the do's and don'ts of listening after I I talk, you know, read this book to talk through the uh, importance of just being with somebody and how vital that is for human connection. So here we go. One day, Taylor decided to build something, something new, something special, something amazing. Taylor was so proud. But then, out of nowhere, things came crashing down. The chicken was the first to notice. Cluck, cluck, what a shame. I'm so sorry, sorry, sorry this happened. Let's talk, talk, talk about it. Cluck, cluck. But Taylor didn't feel like talking, so the chicken left. Next came the bear. Arr, how horrible. I bet you feel so angry. Let's shout about it. Arr. But Taylor didn't feel like shouting, so the bear left. The elephant knew just what to do. Trumpada can fix this. We just need to remember exactly the way things were. But Taylor didn't feel like remembering, so the elephant also left. One by one, they came. The hyena, hee hee, let's laugh about it. The ostrich, gulp, let's hide and pretend nothing happened. The kangaroo, tisk tisk, what a mess, let's throw it all away. And the snake, shh, let's go down, let's go knock down someone else's. But Taylor didn't feel like doing anything with anybody, so eventually they all left. Until Taylor was alone. In the quiet, Taylor didn't even notice the rabbit. But it moved closer and closer until Taylor could feel its warm body. Together they sat in silence until Taylor said, please stay with me. The rabbit listened. The rabbit listened as Taylor talked. The rabbit listened as Taylor shouted. The rabbit listened as Taylor remembered and laughed. The rabbit listened to Taylor's plans to hide, to throw everything away, to ruin things for someone else. Through it all, the rabbit never left. And when the time was right, the rabbit listened to Taylor's plan to build again. I can't wait, Taylor said. It's going to be amazing. So there's the importance of just being with somebody, of just listening, of just reflecting back what they're saying, of, you know, just just being with them, of not giving advice, not judging them, not um, pretending to understand um, exactly what they're going through because we're not in their shoes. So I'm going to list off. Um, like I mentioned, we can ask questions if the person's comfortable. Um, how did you feel? Then what happened? Those sorts of things. And then the reflective listening, like it sounds like you felt betrayed or it seems as if that's a really frustrating experience or that sounds really painful what you're going through and and be with them be with that emotion that they're expressing because we all can identify with emotions what we don't want to do and this um this comes from a book about legal abuse syndrome by Karen Karen Heffer um where we don't want to encourage forgiveness because it is is not a requirement to move forward. We don't want to minimize losses even by focusing on what the target can be grateful for because we as targets of trauma are entitled to and should grieve all that we've lost, not just some losses, 
not comparing our losses. That can be distressing. Um, we can cry. That's, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to, uh, dissuade somebody from crying because it makes us feel comfortable. Crying actually helps us release pain that's associated with the loss that we're experiencing. It can help us avoid depression. Our goal as listeners is really to just accept the target's experience and not comfort ourselves as the listeners, like I said. Um, and we want to affirm that the system should punish the wrong behavior and reward the right and not um, put down any expectation that that morals and ethics should be part of business. Um, we don't want to bring up that there are two sides to a story because the target is only responsible for their side. We don't want to completely claim that the tar- we know how the target feels because we don't know exactly how anyone feels. Um, we don't want to criticize the target's actions or reactions because it's not productive. It just, it, it basically causes more pain as guilt. We know as targets, all of the choices that we could have made, we ruminate. The bottom line is that we did not cause the abuse. Um, We can also process feelings in a way that, or they can process feelings in a way that works for them. Um, and the rumination, like I, I said, is a normal part of the process. It helps us identify, it helps us process what happened. It helps us um, figure out what we can control or what we were responsible for, if anything, or what the other person was responsible for, um, which is usually where the responsibility lies, either completely or mostly. Um We don't want to focus on how the bully feels because it doesn't matter how they feel if they're the one who is mistreating the target. We don't want to reassure targets that they're not alone because we are all in this process alone. Um, We want to feel less alone, but, you know, the the goal is to provide comfort and support, um, but not act as though there aren't feelings of loneliness in this experience because there, of course, there are. Um, and we don't want to focus on karma because trust has been broken and karma isn't likely to comfort targets or at least the idea that karma um, will happen and it will fix the problem. So if you, um, you know, are a friend or family member or you know, a coworker, you're in a position to listen to somebody who has gone through the trauma of workplace bullying or mobbing. Um, we really want to get to these root feelings that that have that were exper- that targets are experiencing. And the more we can listen and accept and support and comfort, um, them and just be, be with the person and not give advice. Um, not judge them, not not try to fix the situation. They're not looking for fixing. They're looking to feel understood. Um, the more that that happens, the more the target is going to get to their root feelings and own them. And that is one of the first parts, or that's one of the parts of the first step of healing, Um, To own, you know, the facts, feelings, and losses around what happened and the beliefs as well. So, you know, instead of saying, I feel like something, I feel like, 
you know, doing a certain thing or like a certain person. Um, we really just want to name the feeling. So I feel like we something instead we want to say, I feel blank. I feel afraid. I'm going to list off a whole bunch of typical feelings around trauma. And these, of course, you know, of course, this list is not exhaustive by any means, but just some things that people might be feeling um, and that we could when we reflect back to what somebody's saying, we could say it's, it seems like you're feeling this way. So they might feel afraid, aggravated, agitated, alarmed, aloof, angry, annoyed, anxious, apathetic, ashamed, bitter, bored, concerned, confused, defeated, dejected, depressed, detached, disappointed, disgruntled, disgusted, Disheartened, distressed, disturbed, embarrassed, exasperated, exhausted, fatigued, frustrated, guilty, helpless, horrified, hostile, hurt, indifferent, lethargic, lonely, miserable, nervous, numb, overwhelmed, panicked, reluctant, resentful, restless, sad, scared, shaky, shocked, skeptical, spiritless, startled, uncomfortable, withdrawn, worried. Um, again, those are just some of the emotions people can experience. And also because grief is a typical component around the losses involved with workplace bullying and um, trauma, just also be aware that numbness can be a typical response to grief. It just it doesn't have to be um, just sadness, depression, anxiety, anger, um, feeling numb can can be a typical response as well. So um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me if you are uh, trying to support somebody who's been bullied at work and want some um, support in being a supporter, reach out to me at info at dignitytogether.org and I'm happy to um, help you with any more pointers that that might, you know, assist your friend, loved one, um, whoever it is in your life, um, you know, they, they deserve your support and, um, and, and to be there with them. Thank you for listening to Screw the Hierarchy. If you feel like you need more help, I have a free guide to recovery steps at dignitytogether.org slash targets and a sign up for daily boosts through your inbox at the same place. All of the content in this podcast was created and edited by yours truly, Deb Falzoy, and the music you heard is from Kevin McLeod. All right, have a wonderful rest of your week and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.